This is a presentation of the Trine Broadcasting Network, part of the Center for Sports Studies at Trine University. Learn more at trine.edu. You're listening to The Assist with Trevor Hart. All right, welcome back. So one thing that has always been a topic of discussion in basketball, probably ever since 1979, was bird magic. I mean, you think about it, there, there will always be intertwined. I mean, they will forever be mentioned together. One doesn't get mentioned without the other. Um, we've seen it. I think in the end, like, magic has become more a part of the lexicon, if that makes sense, because, I mean, he's in L.A., he's in one of the biggest markets, he's marketed very well, and everything else has happened with him, we'll go into that later. But one thing I was thinking about, and I was watching some highlights from both of these guys, is, like, if you were to, like, put them up against each other, like, who would people say would be better? Because... I think that one thing that in my area, at least, like people will give Magic credit, but I mean, they will, I don't think anyone will ever say he's better than Bird. And I mean, it's, it makes sense. Bird's from Indiana. Everyone's going to say that Bird is best. But I really do wonder, like, what if we were to like look at them and like if you watch enough tape on them, which I don't think I've watched enough tape, I've watched more than a lot of people would. So, um, yeah, I'm going to say I'm going to have my piece on who is better in the end. And if there even is a right answer, because it's very complicated, we'll just go ahead and jump into it. Okay, so overall, when you look at, like, their top, like, accomplishments on basketball reference, like, they have all the little um, gold and silver, like, plaques at the top, I guess you would call it, and, like, bronze stuff like all their uh, accolades here's how they pit up against each other both of them are in the hall of fame both of them are 12-time all-stars uh both are five wait my no sorry magic is a five-time nba champ bird has three uh i think they were both 10-time all nba both were 79 80 all rookie the one thing that bird would have over him in the rookie years that he ended up winning rookie of the year. Both are three. Am I, no, they're not. I'm just, sorry. I'm all over the place. Magic's a three-time all uh, finals MVP. Bird has two. Both are three-time MVPs. That's the one I was looking for. Magic is a two-time all-star MVP. Bird has one. And they're on 75th anniversary team. Magic is a four-time assist champion, two-time steals champion. Bird has another accomplishment that Magic does not have, was three-time all-defensive. Just a lot of different stuff going on. Bird was inducted in the Hall of Fame in 98, and Magic was inducted in 2002, only because Magic retired four years after Bird did. And if you think it's interesting... They both played 13 years also. Like, obviously, like, Magic, he stopped playing in 96. But it's just... What, uh, I, uh... It's weird, like, how... 
yeah, so always be intertwined. But then when you really look at what they did, you're like, wow, these guys have basically done the same thing. And it's just, it's tough to say who indeed is better. Like, both of them, I mean, both of their careers got cut short. Obviously, Magic because HIV, all that happened. Larry, because he had a major back problem, he was moving rock for his mom in the offseason one day, and I think he that's how he twinched up his back and never was the same again. Another thing to say about these guys are both on the dream team, so not even what as that over the other on someone else. Just, this is going to be a tough uh, thing. And I think this is something where, I don't know if you would debate this at all, but I know of like some classes where they'll have different sports debates. Obviously, people will be like, oh, Magic or LeBron, not Magic, Jordan or LeBron, stuff like that. I mean, that's a real debate. People don't think it is. It is. But um, this will be one where I think people would go into it more open-minded, you know? This would be a good one to, like, sway people on. So, clearly this started in 1979 during the national championship game when Bird was already going to be a Celtic because of a weird loophole in the draft rule saying that it's, like, almost a territory. I forget the exact word. It's almost like a territorial pick where you pick a guy and – you have his contract, but he still plays final year at college. Very weird. Um, so then they meet up. Like, Bird's already going to be Celtic. Magic is someone who's probably, he at that point, is probably going to be number one pick overall, depending on who's going to go to Chicago or Los Angeles. If he would have gone to Chicago, I wonder what happens there because if we look at Chicago's 1979-80 and 80 team, what would that have looked like? They went 30-52 and 52 that year. Um, their rookie for that year was Dave Greenwood, UCLA. So here's our lineup. Dennis Autry, Den, Del Beshore, Roger Brown, who that's not the Roger Brown from the Pacers. Nope, that's just some random guy. Kobe Dietrich, Artis Gilmore. So they had Artis. Uh, Dave Greenwood, obviously, he wouldn't have been on TV if Magic was there. Ollie Johnson, Dwight Jones, Mark Landsberger, Ollie Mack, Scott May from Indiana, who did not uh, turn out to what people thought he was. John Mengelt, Sam Smith is that the reporter for the Bulls <laughs> from the last dance? It's definitely not. Uh, Ricky Sobers and Reggie Theus. So, um, yeah, they have they had Reggie. They had Reggie and artists are like the guys that people would be like, oh, really? They had them? But when you look at the 79-80 Lakers, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Ron Boone, uh, Marty Burns, Kenny Carr, Jim Jones, Michael Cooper really coming into his own form in that year. Don Ford, Spencer Haywood, who was there for a little bit, Brad Holland, Magic Johnson, Mark, L- Mark Landsberger was on both the Bulls and the – interesting. He was on both the Bulls and the Lakers. Butch Lee, Ollie Mack, Norm Nixon, Jamal Wilkes, more people that I think can be more of a cohesive unit. 
when you throw in Magic Johnson. I that's a good what if. What if Magic and artists were together? I wonder because artist is a guy that he gets lost in the shuffle quite a bit. I mean, he was dominant in the ABA and I think in the NBA also, but no one really talks about him in Chicago as much. Although I do think when people mention Artis Gilmore, although it'll take him a minute, they'll probably think of Chicago first. I think of Kentucky because, I mean, he was with the Colonels. That's where he was the most dominant. Uh, people will also think Spurs there for a little bit. But, yeah, imagine Magic and um, Artis Gilmore. That is a good what if. If someone is, like, running, like, a two uh, NBA 2K simulator, simulate that season for me. Or maybe I'll do it myself. I don't know. I might have some time over the summer. I have no idea. But um, whenever I do get the time, I might do that. So, yeah, with that, Magic going in, L.A. or Chicago in the national championship. And, I mean, Michigan State, I mean, what could you do? If, <laughs> if you were Indiana State, like, what could you possibly do? Larry had carried them all the way there, just didn't end up doing enough in that form. So in head-to-head matchup so far, Magic is 1-0. and When you look at a bunch of other seasons, it's just their head-to-head matchups are insane. <laughs> they really are. Um, and it's just... This is going to be tough, you know, because it really hurts me to say, like, hey, Larry might not be the better of these two. But in the end, I just really don't see that big of a, uh, I don't know. (laughs) I really don't know. But anyway, so National Championship Magic wins that matchup. And I think from then on out, it was always like, oh, these two are going to be in the NBA. This is going to be great. And it was. They changed the game of basketball forever. Not in like a sense of style of play, although you could say the Showtime Lakers really did bring that style of play in there. But, I mean, the fast break was always present in basketball. I mean, it's what – if you're a good team, you have to have a good fast break offense. There's just no way around it. You have to be good in the fast break. The Celtics of the 60s were always getting the fast break. Bob Cousy running the lanes just and everyone filling them up. Like Sam Jones, John Havlicek, they're always there. But when they get into the league, this is when the NBA starts to market around these stars because, hey, these guys are good. <laughs> like, Let's not make it about the big markets. Let's not make it about these teams pitting up against Char. Let's make it bird and magic. And then Jordan comes in a few years later. They're like, oh, now we can definitely market the players. It just makes it better. They're just so much better for the league. Basketball would not exist as we know without bird and magic. It is a total fact. I don't think anyone would ever disagree with that statement. I mean, a couple years ago, they won a lifetime achievement award at the NBA awards just because of what they did for basketball. Few players can, like, say that. Like, Bird and Magic, Michael, and, like, Bill Russell. Those are, like, the ones where, like, hey, you've, you've like, made... And, like, I would also throw, maybe throw in Steph Curry in there, too. Just a little bit. But his is more for, like, change of style of play. 
But just one of those guys like, hey, you guys made a difference. You guys made basketball great. Along with all the other players. I mean, all the other players is what really brings it all together to make it great. But these guys really helped out move the needle. And it's just that one thing where Magic wins in his first year and people are like, man, this kid's going to be good. Lines up at center because Kareem is hurt in game he got hurt in game five, so in game six, he couldn't even fly because, like, his ankle would have swollen up too much and it wouldn't have helped him at all. So he stayed in L.A. as they go to Philly. Magic lines up center, rest is history. They end up winning. Bird ends up getting it in 81, I believe. So, like, um, let's see here. 1980, 1981, winning the NBA Finals. So already they're, like, neck and neck in the NBA. They haven't played each other yet. But they're right there. 83-84, the Celtics win over the Lakers. So now, in terms of one-on-one matchups, Bird is up. Then in 84-85, the Lakers beat the Celtics. Now, again, Magic's like, hey, I got another one on you now. And then Bird would win his final championship in 1986, where the Lakers disappointed everyone, which I know this is like, wow, that's... uh, that's kind of like today. The Lakers disappointed everyone. It's different, though. The, the, these Lakers made the playoffs here. They end up losing to the Rockets on Ralph Sampson's ridiculous, like, behind-the-head shot to win at the buzzer. Very weird. But that was the year where people were like, if the Celtics and Lakers would have played, it was going to be a battle. No matter what, like, heads were going to roll, like, teeth were going to get knocked out. Because when you look at the ones before, Kurt Rambis got clotheslined. And all this other stuff that just happened where Kareem is screaming in Larry Bird's face because Larry is just so far in everyone's heads. I That's one thing people don't get is that Larry could talk. Didn't look like it. He didn't, because he didn't make it, you know, too obvious. Like, when you look at guys like Reggie Miller and guys like that, yeah, they openly talked to people. They they openly talked trash like that. Gary Payton's another one. Larry was, like, very subtle about it, but also in a way where if you know basketball, you know, like, the stuff that has been said and, like, he will make it obvious at times, but like some of them are very subtle and like there's stuff that you don't hear until after the fact where you're like, oh yeah, Larry told me that he's going to make this shot right at this exact spot and that's exactly what he does. So when it comes to head on head, head to head matchups, Magic technically takes it because of the one in college, but in the NBA, they had one each against each other. Magic ended up getting a few more in there. But just these guys were so good. And so if you're so if we're going head to head matchups, Magic technically wins, right? So if you're keeping score at home, Magic has head to head. Now if we go into style of play, who's a better player? I think people will go towards Magic more just because the high-flying Showtime Lakers. It's Showtime. Just 
He's got Kareem running. You got James Worthy, Michael Cooper, Byron Scott, Jamal Wilkes there for a little bit. Just filling the lanes. Whoever gets it, gets it. And, I mean, it was entertaining basketball. Don't get me wrong. I mean, there's an HBO show about it, which I still need to continue watching. I watched the first couple episodes, and um, it's good. I like the show. I, it, it does make me wonder how much of it is, you know, dramatized, which, I mean, it's HBO. I mean, they got to play it up, right? And it's a TV show. Nothing's going to be 100% accurate when you're coming up with like a TV show that isn't like a full-on documentary. It's kind of like a biopic, but at the same time, it's like, it's a show. And some of the stuff, like people still can't figure out because it's like, dude, it was LA in the eighties. I have no idea this could happen or not. Um, yeah, but I do highly recommend the winning time. It's called winning time for some reason. I don't know why. Well, if it's called showtime, then it's obviously like, why is it on showtime platform? So they name it winning time which kind of makes me mad because this makes it more prevalent of a winning time than the Reggie Miller documentary, that 30 for 30 of him against the Knicks. Anyway, I do recommend that show, though. I mean, there's some stuff in there, like it's HBO, right? You're going to have different stuff. You're going to have a bunch of violence, um, just different situations that... um you kind of look at it and you go, man, I don't know why it's in there, but it's HBO. We all know HBO. Um, anyway, so there's a whole show about magic and the Showtime Lakers and what and how important they were to the league. If you look at those Celtics from the same years, sure, they had more of like a set offense, but they could run like don't don't like get it twisted guys if you see like so many in that Larry like Magic's highlight reel is a bunch of fast break and i mean there's some other stuff in there too but it's like mostly fast break stuff when you get into Larry Bird one i mean there's all the shooting there's all those random shots they hit um all the stories about them but then there's like there's a couple minutes in there where it's Larry, Dennis Johnson, and Danny Ainge just running the break, passing it back and forth to each other. And essentially like a free a three-man weave, except they're not like weaving. They're just passing it back and forth, trying to find an open guy, try to get the defender to move one direction, and then they just throw it the other way. So there's that. When it comes to uh, play styles, It's two different play styles. It really is because Larry relied a lot on his shot and like he, he could shoot. It. I mean, there's a magic could shoot it too, but not to a level Larry could. Like if you look at percentages, magic has the upper hand field goal percentage, 52% to 49.6, but you know, three point percentage, 30%. Larry has 37%. He relied on a shot more. But it's just, I've, I've, people will say Magic has a better play style just because of the running gun, you know, everything. But I think, in my opinion, and again, 
it's tough because it's kind of two different play styles. Larry had a little bit more to rely on because he had that shot. I mean, he could sort of dribble the ball. He can't dribble like Magic, obviously. But, I mean, you could see him. He's bobbing, weaving in the passes. If you want to talk about passes, everyone says Magic Johnson has the best passes. Larry Bird is right up there with him. I mean, like, all the baseball passes, behind the back, tapping passes. They're just so good. And in the end, it's just like, I don't know who to choose. Like, clearly, like, my heart is with Indiana. Gotta go Larry Bird. But at the same time, you're like, oh, my God, how do you choose? It's just almost impossible. Then you want to get into personality. Like, I mean, Magic has a smile. He has the charisma. He's got everything. Larry had the trash talk and just overall exuberant confidence. To where if you leave me open, you will lose. That type of thing. There's a thing I've talked about before, and it's something that you probably haven't heard just on the podcast, but there was one day, there was a game where Larry Bird is like, I'm going to play this game left-handed, other than jump shots, which he didn't shoot that many jump shots. But he's a team left-handed. Like, all the layups and all that. Like, I get it. He's a professional player that shouldn't be too hard. But to go in that game saying, hey, I'm not going to use my dominant hand. Like, who does that? And just overall, Larry could just stick it and just and hit you where it really hurts. It was like that, that Kevin McHale record. It lasted like, not, what, nine days or something like that. Larry Bird took the all-time Celtics scoring record in the game. Has all these things where... Larry Bird hits a shot, but Casey Jones calls a timeout. Larry Bird falls to his knees saying, why, why, why did you call that? And four, like, Jones can even talk. He said, I'm shooting in the exact same spot. And he tells the other team also, hey, I'm going to shoot it right here again. You better come and guard me. And he does it. Game winner. Has another one where I think it's Xavier, Mac, uh, Xavier McDaniel. And um, he goes, X, I mean, you might want to guard me a little bit closer because I'm going to hit the shot and it's all going to be over. And, you know, he just kind of laughs. Larry Bird hits it and he goes, man, I didn't even leave enough time on the clock for you. And it's just overall the exuberant confidence. I think that when you look at, like, all-time moments, Magic is remembered more. Because, you know, he has the whole, he lined up at center. He jumped at center in the finals. He has the baby, he has the baby sky, the junior sky hook, sorry. And he has that all-star game after he comes back from HIV. Um, Him and the stories of the dream team with Magic are hilarious because Larry at that point was kind of broken. Like, honestly, I mean, he could still play, but I mean, he had to, lay down on his stomach like on the sidelines because his back hurt so much. Magic was like still trying to get into it. No one really knew if Magic was still going to play yet or not in in the NBA. Maybe trying to make a comeback. Just one of those things where these two guys are titans of the game. And I hate to debate on whether 
one of them is better or not because they're both equally important. But when you look at it, like, yes, magic has, like, better overall um, staying power in the world of sports. When magic was the GM of the Lakers, all we talked about. Larry is the is the GM of the Pacers. No one really cared until that Paul George trade, which he left afterward. It's just one of those things where he just goes back and forth on. And I think a big part of it, Magic is in LA, Larry's in Boston and Indiana. There's just no way around it. Magic became the face of an entire league for a little bit. And Bird, I mean, yeah, it was mentioned, yeah, Magic and Bird, Magic and Bird. But Magic was the one everyone talked about. No offense to Larry, but I doubt anyone is going to make a biopic-style show about the 80s Celtics like they are with the Lakers. I would watch it. 100% I would watch it. But I'm like, no one would really care about it as much as I would, you know? Because, like, I love basketball. I'm like, yeah, that would be awesome. But when people be like, oh, the Showtime Lakers, I remember them. Yeah, yeah, magic and, and just running up and down. They were everywhere. And the Forum Club, everyone probably remembers the Forum Club just as much as they do the actual games. You got Nicholson sitting sideline. Jerry Buss is a genius. You got Doris Day, and that's an old one, but it was there. She was there. <laughs> It's like Paula Abdul was like one of the first Laker girls. You're like, what? Just everything went through LA. And it still does today. The Celtics are doing good in the in the playoffs. The only reason people are talking about is because they swept the Nets. That's all people are talking about the Celtics now. Not, hey, how will they do in the second round? No, if they swept the Nets, what are the Nets going to do now? The Celtics have been doing good all year. But they're in the same division as the Nets who have Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving who, and also is in a bigger market. I think the Knicks got more um, representation in the media than the Celtics did this year. Just because the Knicks were bad, they're also in New York. How can you be bad if you're in New York? Guess what? Everyone is bad in New York, except for the Yankees. The Knicks haven't been good since 1999. The last time the Knicks were like incredibly, incredibly relevant was Lynn Sanity. Last year in the playoffs, they made a little bit of noise. But guess what? They lost. The Hawks ended up making it further in the playoffs than many people expected. I had the Knicks winning in that playoff series. And yeah, it's just LA, all, LA and New York always get the big reports and news. It's the same with this. I think people just think of magic more and People will be like, I think if people are asked who is better between Magic and Bird, they will say Magic. Just because I think it's the publicity of everything. Bird kept to himself. And other than like a few interviews, there's not 
a lot of great stories about these Celtics teams. Like all the interest, like when you look at the Celtics Lakers documentary, when it comes to bird magic, those years, like all the interesting stories come from the Lakers where it's like the Celtics, like sent them to a random college for a practice where the door was locked and they couldn't get in. And then the Boston garden was like 110 degrees because of that stupid leprechaun sitting in the middle of that court. No one said anything like that great from the Celtics side. It's just always like the exuberance of everything just makes it so hard for the Celtics and those guys. They have respect. Don't get me wrong. But for them to say, Hey, these guys were These guys were great. I just don't know. In the end, I might go Larry just because I'm from Indiana. But it, in, all, in all honesty, it's really a tie. Like, if we're being completely honest with ourselves here, you can't pick. Played the same amount of years. I was trying to look at, look at the only thing that um, Larry is like, what, 44th? No, not even that. 41st all-time in points and magic. This will work. Magic is somewhere on this list. 85th. 17,707. Larry Bird ended up with 21,791. 4,000 points. (laughs) Like... That's the main difference. And then when you go to assists, I mean, Magic is six overall, 10,141. By the way, I was looking at this. I know that, like, I've heard people say, oh, John Stockton's record will never be broken for assists. I just, like, took it. I was like, sure, why not? Do you guys know how far ahead John Stockton is? John Stockton's almost 16,000 assists. 15,806. Next up is Jason Kidd with 12,091. Then Chris Paul with 10,977. I don't think Jason Kidd is going to get broken, let alone John Stockton. Magic is six all time, 10,141. LeBron James is almost 90 assists away from beating him. LeBron's at 10,045. Oscar Robertson didn't even break 10,000 assists. I mean, that's how great magic is. Bird is 44th on this list, 5,695. Which is better than anyone in the NBA has ever done. I mean, ABA has ever done. Makes sense because the ABA wasn't around that long. But in the end, it's got to be a tie, guys. It has to be. And I'm always I'm always a guy where I don't know what it is with me. I think it's only because Larry Bird. I love the Celtics, okay? Like even back in the day, I know I've told the story before, like especially during the NBA 75th anniversary episodes. Back in the day, I think it was more more because I like green, but maybe like subconsciously I just knew what was going on. Back in uh, 2009, no, 2000 Eight, when the Celtics 
were going up against the Lakers, and also 2010. I was, like, huge on the Celtics. Like, I didn't know anyone on the team other than, like, uh, Ray Allen. I think that's the only one I, like, truly cared about was, like, Ray Allen. I knew Kobe was on the Lakers. I didn't know anyone else. And that's that includes, like, Kevin Garnett, Paul Pierce, Andrew Bynum, Pau Gasol, Derek Fisher, those guys, uh, Ron Artest at the time. Just didn't know. And it's just... I love the Celtics. I love basketball in general, but when I'm looking for like like half my um, wallpapers on my phone are the Celtics. Larry Bird is my background on the Celtics. I mean, on my phone for one. But if I go into my settings and I find my wallpapers, let's see here. This will load. Come on. All right. So, tallied up. I have one for the Lakers with LeBron James being the second. Number two all-time in scoring. I have a beautiful picture. This is I love this picture so much. It's one of the most beautiful things I ever have. It's up in my room. Every time it goes on my wallpaper, I'm like, God, I need to make that my just permanent one. But I have a multi-pack. It's up in the rafters of the old Boston Garden. And it's a picture. It's overlooking the court and up in the – and, like, right at – uh, eye level is all the banners in Boston. So I love that picture so much. So that's 1-1. One, one. All right, two for the Celtics. I have their old school logo as one of my um, wallpapers. Another one for the Celtics. It's Red Arbuck smoking a cigar. His, victory, his famous Victor Cigar saying, the Boston Celtics are not a basketball team. They're a way of life. And then another one for the Celtics. It's just Kevin Garnett. So what was that? Four to one. I don't know why. I've just always liked. I just always liked the Celtics. I don't know what it is. I think it's because subconsciously I knew Larry Bird was there. But I think it, I think another thing is that like I'm from a smaller town. Don't like they're not from a big city. I think that the Lakers really care to that, especially when, well, not the Lakers. The Celtics care to that because. It was always something where it was like the Celtics represented blue collar work or something like that. I don't know if that's true at all. I have no idea. But when Larry Bird is from a small town in Indiana, I resonate to that. Magic Johnson being from Lansing, I don't really resonate to it. I love Magic. I love Bird. (laughs) Me being from Indiana, I love Bird more. But overall, I do think it is a tie. I just don't think there's any other way around it. People will debate it forever, and I'm okay with it. But just know, I I hope in the end that people will be like, this is probably the toughest decision you could ever make in terms of basketball. Because I think Russell Wilt, I don't think people will try and debate it, but I think people will know deep down it's Wilt. Uh, Jordan LeBron, people will never admit that LeBron James is the greatest of all time. They won't even let him sniff it. Everyone will say Michael Jordan, even though it is a debate. Bird magic, I don't see it. Like I can't see where you can really pull them apart. You can debate anyone. Anyone in NBA history. And I don't think that an argument, unless it's just like two bench warmers, where, man, I have no idea. 
if you're going like, I don't know, Scalabrini against Mark Madsen, Brian Scalabrini against Mark Madsen, yeah, it'd be a tough decision to make. But when you go stars, Hall of Famers against each other, I don't know where to go. People can debate Robinson, Hakeem. I think that's an easier decision. People can debate plenty of stuff. It's just tough between bird and magic. I have no idea. I think it's a tie. Please let me know your thoughts. If you're, if you're able to on my Twitter, after I post this episode, let me know your thoughts. I don't know, man. It's just one of those things where I just don't see it as tight. Of, I don't see it as easy of a debate as I think most people will think. But let me know. So with that, that will be it for this week. Um, I will not be recording next week. Next week is final week, finals week here at Trine. So I will uh, be focusing on that. Also, I leave on Thursday. So, um, yeah, I'm going to leave on Thursday. I will be recording over the summer, though. So don't worry about that. Um, we will come up with some stuff to talk about in the summer. Probably get into some more topics like this. Maybe do a little bit of um, current topics. Like maybe when the NBA draft comes up, we'll have something with that. I don't know yet. We're still trying to figure it out. We're kind of we're quite a ways away from that. So we'll do that. May take one or two weeks off. Will depend on um, how everything's going. But with that, that'll be it for this week. Be sure to follow me on Twitter at DeverHart00. Well, thank you for listening. This has been a really great school year, and I've enjoyed podcasting uh, another year. Well, this is my first full school year of podcasting. Uh, it was a lot of fun. So thank you for listening. Thank you for everything. We'll talk to you some other time. Peace. Thanks for listening to this presentation of the Trine Broadcasting Network, part of the Center for Sports Studies at Trine University. Learn more at trine.edu.